Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Gabriel Della has a lane, goes cross ice, Burke off the turnover. It's a two on two the other way with 15 seconds. Down the left wing wall, Stanton a great play to edge off his man. Rimmed it around, but Merkley has it with nine. Merkley holding, back to the right point. Russo flubbed it, Condors clear it out to center. Russell to an empty net with two seconds. Into the back of the net, he scores. Patty Russell is going to seal win number 17 in a row for the Condors. Well, that uh, talented voice is Ryan Holt, the play-by-play guy of the Bakersfield Condors. Bob Stopper with you at Oilers Now. I'm in Toronto, and the head coach of the Condors spent uh, the last three seasons in Edmonton as an associate coach for Todd McClellan. And I don't know if the plan was for him to have a 17-game winning streak, which is tied for the second longest in AHL history, but he has a 17-game winning streak. Jay Woodcroft joins us right now. Jay, I guess you're doing pretty good, eh? Yeah, we're doing okay. We had a uh, good win for us last night, and today's a travel day. We got up early and uh, flew from Tucson to Los Angeles. We just landed and getting ready uh, to get back on the bus to, to Bakersfield. So it was a productive trip for us. While productive, you win two games in Tucson. Who earlier this season, you know, they were they were you know they've got a lot of talent. Uh, John Chaka is. Taken some contracts, uh, used his cap space, and they've built up some picks there and made some interesting decisions on a couple guys like Max Domi, and I guess more so Dylan Strom, who spent a lot of time in Tucson. But Tucson's got a decent team. Those were not yeah. easy wins. Those were two pretty hard-fought wins, weren't they, Jay? Yeah, very hard-fought wins. They have a, a good team. They play a very defensive style. They're built from the goaltender position on out. Um, and it's a tough building to play in. And for us, our focus going into the weekend was that where we sat in the standings, where Tucson sat in the standings, we wanted to use the weekend as an opportunity that if we happened down the, down the line to play this team in the playoffs, that we felt good about going into their building. And um, was really proud of our guys 
effort. Uh, we found ways to win, win tight games and uh, feel comfortable uh, in those tight games, and um, full credit to our players for finding that way. All righty. Uh, so many different storylines to, to get to right now with this group, but just if you could, and I don't expect you to open up the full Pandora's box here, but I know you're a guy that values statistics and analytics, and you were that guy on the Oilers staff. Um, you probably had some things that you wanted to see the team achieve this year, you know, out shooting opportunity, uh, opponents, having the higher danger scoring chances, um, possession metrics, power play, penalty kill. How has – we know you've won 17 in a row. But how have you guys done in terms of, I don't know how many games you've played this year, if it's been 45 or 50 in that range or whatever, what's, what are the numbers in terms of how many times this year have you out? Because to me it seems like you're consistently out shooting teams on a game-by-game basis. Yeah, and you know what, they, I, I would say this. I, I think uh, analytics are a big piece of the puzzle. They're an important piece of the puzzle, but they're not the entire puzzle. So right. as a coaching staff, um, down here in Bakersfield, and going back to my experiences in Detroit, in San Jose, and even in Edmonton, we talk a lot about the tactics that lead uh, to those good numbers rather than our putting our focus or emphasis on the end result. So we, we talk about the process or the hockey tactics that lead to those good numbers, and that's where we spend a lot of our time. Obviously, we're aware of the numbers. Um, you know, you mentioned a few that I think are important uh, indicators of where our team's at. I think we're towards the top of the league if we're not number one um, in shots on goal uh, per game. We're big believers in volume shooting and shooting the breakdown uh, the other team. Um, a big indicator for us this year and something that we wanted to control and we felt if we could do that, that it would give us a chance to get to where we wanted to get to, which is the playoffs, was to control our goals against. So last year, I think the number the Condors had given up was in the 220-222 range, and we felt that in order to make the playoffs this year, we, we had to bring that number under 200, and, and more to the point, we wanted to get it into the 180 range. And uh, so far, we're trending in the right direction on that. I think it's important when you have that goal of bringing goals against down um, that you talk about limiting scoring chances against and limiting um, shots against. And our shot suppression numbers are, are excellent this year. I think we're in the top five in shots against per game. Last night in a real tight game, we gave up 20 shots. We gave up 20 shots against. Uh, so those are good signs, but while those are the numbers and, and the end results, right. we spend most of our time as a staff talking about how do you get how do you get the team to play the right way, and when you do, I think those analytics and those numbers are a byproduct of doing it right. We're joined by Jay Woodcroft. So the bottom line is you have all those numbers. <laughs> you were very evasive because you didn't want to uh, <laughs> give them to us. So I had to knuckle just listening to your Because yeah. <laughs> I know you well enough to know, you know, damn well what the numbers are. And I can look them up too if I, you know how terrible I am on the computer and how long it takes me to actually work my way through things. Uh, all righty. So uh, switching focus here. Uh, 
as much as you know, you wanted some core principles in terms of how you uh, wanted to play in place. You also wanted to change. And I don't mean to disrespect Jerry Fleming. I mean, I was, you know, my feelings. I, I felt, you know, I was concerned that certain older players benefited. Well, one of the older guys that he believed in, Josh Curry, has got an NHL contract, and he's been a, I'll call him a pinch hitter. Like, he's a guy that can come up and give you a little bit of a, uh, a go for a while. So kudos to Jerry because that was one of his guys. But you had to change the culture down there. And I don't know how he, now nothing makes it better for players than when they win. But before yeah. you went on the 17-game winning streak, could you start to see that you guys were building the right identity and the right culture with your group? I think uh, you raised a lot of really good points. And one is that Jerry Fleming is a really good man and a good hockey coach. And he was part of our organization for a long time. And he laid the, the foundation for a lot of really good things. So uh, I'd start with that. And uh, I agree with you on Josh Curry. What a story for the organization to find this undrafted player and to see his ascension from the East Coast Hockey League all the way up to the NHL and and being able to contribute and score a goal in a huge game against Anaheim the other day I thought was excellent. Um, in terms of our team this year and, and building uh, a culture of winning and building a team-first uh, mindset, I think that started in training camp. Um, we did a lot of things off the ice to try and bring the group together. We knew that we were going to be a team whose whole was going to be greater than the sum of its parts. We embraced the idea that that winning was a skill and that we had sometimes had to learn some tough lessons in order to get to that. I thought um, beginning of November we started to move as a team seamlessly around the ice without uh, slowing ourselves down with thinking too much. We just moved to the spots that we needed to get to. We saw some real good results. In December, November, we won the month. December, we took a step. We took, had a little bit of a hiccup after Christmas, and then we really uh, used these last two months, which we call, you know, we name our months down here in Bakersfield. We called it January, our growth month, and February, our build month. And we've We've really used these two months to come together, and I think what you said is very important. That culture of winning, that culture and habit of doing it right on the day, on a daily basis is always easier when the team is having success. Winning is the best team builder out there, and I can tell you that the attitude of our group, which I think is what makes it really special, is that we've had players get called up, We've had players get injured. We've had players get traded. And for us, it's that philosophy that it doesn't matter. We rely on each other. We rely on who's in the lineup. Uh, we use who we have. We trust our teammates. And, uh, you know, we believe that we have an identity and a structure that if we play towards it, it gives us a chance to win. And um, the guys are really buying in. Jay, uh, at the start of the year, you had a line with Cooper Marodi, with Cameron Habig, and Tyler Benson. And Habig was the guy that got off to the hot start early. He's cooled off a bit. And that happens sometimes with guys making that transition to pro. Tyler Benson's the player we've been asked the most about, probably of the forwards down there. And, I, you know, there's people in that. He's from Edmonton. He, uh, you know, he was a, a phenom as a, as a Bantam AAA player, maybe the best Bantam AAA player well, I'd say since Jay Bowman out of Edmonton. And Jay was pretty damn good, as you know. 
And, uh, uh, you know, he, he got derailed in junior with injuries. Just give me a thought on the fact that he has – has he sustained all season long consistency? Like, are you seeing continuous growth of this player? Because, you know, my hope is he can be – Tanner Pearson-esque, a guy that's a, a real good middle six forward for this organization. Might take him a year longer just because of the injuries that he had in junior, but give us a bit of a scouting report on him. Well, uh, he's been excellent. First of all, he's playing his best hockey over the last uh, month and a half. I thought he started the year well. That line gave us good energy and good enthusiasm uh, right off the bat. I thought there was a little bit of a dip for him uh, when he struggled to convert. But what I liked about his game at that time, what I liked about his game at that time was that he was doing other things. He didn't just measure his game in production. He measured it in uh, helping the team achieve the team goal of, of winning games. And I thought he was, I thought he was excellent. Um, where he's at now, that line with, uh, right before Josh got called up was the hottest line in the American Hockey League. Josh was the, the most dangerous scorer at the time in the American Hockey League. And uh, a lot of that was due to the hard work of uh, not only himself, but the chemistry that, that he had with um, Cooper and, and with Tyler. I think Tyler's going to be a heck of a player. I think we're only scratching the surface of where he's at. And uh, I'm I'm excited to see see him continue to take a step as as the schedule narrows here and we work towards the playoffs. Sometimes when guys come up, they realize how much more work they have to do. Marodi's had a couple looksies. Uh, to me, he's got to work on his body composition, his strength, and his quickness. But can a guy do that during the season down in the AHL, Jay? Did we lose Jay? I believe we've lost Jay. Looks like he's still on the line, but... Okay, well, here's what we'll do. It's 347. Uh, you know what? We'll work on getting Jay on a better line here. Uh, they may have started to get the bus. Uh, but uh, we'll get Jay back on the show early next week. It's uh, 147 in Edmonton. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All 47 in Bakersfield, and then uh, I believe he was in Los Angeles, and 347 in Toronto. We'll take a timeout. This is Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer joining you. This is Oilers Now. It's 150 in Edmonton, 350 in Toronto. The Oilers and the Maple Leafs tomorrow. Do want to mention to you that uh, Royal Pizza, Pizza and Pasta, is so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for 49 years for menu and locations. There are now up to 15 Royal Pizzas in Edmonton. You can visit royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The stopper recommendation is the Mediterranean chicken. Uh, we'll get Jay Woodcroft on again uh, early uh, next week on orders now, maybe on the Tuesday. Because uh, I think I'll be doing the show from uh, 6.30 Chet on the Tuesday. So 
Uh, there you have it. We have eight more shows like this this year. That's all I will tell you. Eight more shows where we're doing them over the phone. I just took a look at the schedule right now. Because come playoff time, if the Oilers uh, make the playoffs, it's a long shot. But if they make the playoffs, uh, we'll be doing the shows from the venues on the game days. All right, uh, let's go to this day in Oilers history. It's brought to you by New West Travel, Edmonton's premier travel company for 39 years. Join the president of New West Travel, Dennis Laliberti, on the spectacular Italian and Greek island cruise, including daily tours. Meals, exclusive special events. For more information, call New West Travel or go online at newwesttravel.com. Back on this date, on February the 26th, 1986. Brennan F. Scott, what happened? Well, the Oilers' Wayne Gretzky scores two goals and adds four assists. Yari Curry had a goal and four assists. And Mark Messier records his eighth career hat trick, plus an assist of his own, as the Oilers win 8-2 against the Jets in Winnipeg. Uh, Wayne did that a bunch. <laughs> it was pretty good. Fans of Winnipeg weren't very happy. That's, that was a great lesson in life, what occurred back in 1986, because... Um, in my naivety as a 20-year-old guy, I just assumed the Oilers were going to win the Cup that year. And, of course, the uh, Flames knocked Edmonton out in seven. Got a little bit of help on a bank shot uh, from Steve Smith off of Grant Fearing in. But it made the Oilers better moving forward. So it's too bad they couldn't have kept the team together. But they, they still won three more Cups in the next four years. All righty. What do we got coming up tonight on Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins? Oh, let's uh, bring up. It's not a fluid show. We got Brian Blessing from uh, the Vegas Hockey Hotline uh, from a radio station down in Vegas. 2019 Scotty's Tournament of Hearts champion Chelsea Carey, Oil Kings goaltender Dylan Miskew, and U of A Golden Bears defenseman Jason Fromm. Exactly what defenseman. All right. Uh, Um. We have a San Jose Sharks fan that has texted the show. Bob, Joe Pavelski has 35 uh, goals this year in San Jose Sharks. No one in San Jose is bragging or boasting about that. But in Edmonton, you and others are. Oh, well, fear the fin. Well, you know why? Because other than the 18,000 fans in San Jose, nobody gives a flying crap about your hockey club. Okay? That's, it's, that's part of the reason why nobody talks about Joe Pavelski. There's not a two-hour show called San Jose Sharks now. And they've done a terrific job with their market. Uh, and they've got an excellent general manager. But please, it's not the same. You know what? It's like talking uh, talking about Oilers hockey in northern Alberta and oil country. It's kind of like talking about Alabama football in the state of Alabama. Right? And with all due respect to the Sharks, I mean, they have empty seats some nights in that building. So here's another negative text. Dunner has texted the show, Bob, I'm sick and tired of the talking heads. In the media, and Oilers brass suggesting the team is in it. We, the Oilers fan base, are not stupid. This team has been out of it for weeks, not on the basis of points, but on their makeup and performance. Nicholson suggesting the team is still in it either illustrates the inability to realistically assess the team or an attempt to placate the fans. You can't put lipstick on this pig. Years and years of failure has drained my optimism, and apathy is set in, says Dunner from Vancouver. Watch the flames, then or watch your Canucks. Hey, man, it is what it is. You can text us at 630-630. Tweet us at orders now. Bob, uh, you know, 17-game win streak, who cares? Take a look at the Brooks Brandits. They're up to a 30-game win streak. That one comes to us from armpit. Well, I care that they have a 17-game win streak.
Thank you to all of you that participated in today's show. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Our guests will include Craig Simpson from Hockey Night in Canada, Daniel Carcillo to speak a bit about uh, bullying. Up next, the news, weather, traffic update with Cassandra Jodwin, followed by the 6.30 chat afternoon news with Jalen I and Andrew Gross, live from the Mazinkowski Heart Institute for Heart Pledge Day. So long, everybody, from Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chad.